you've entered the right spot. This is the Invest Well Show with Michael D. Wall. That's right. D is in David. We try and keep it simple for you. I'm joined uh, each and every week here with Mr. Randy Cook. Always Hello. cooking up some great stuff for you. I know, Randy, you're in the studio uh, doing jumping jacks, and That's I appreciate right. that. I'm behind the glass. That's me, behind the glass, and, and I'm not doing aerobics. I'm telling Mike, stretch, Michael, stretch. We've got more time to go. So, yeah, that's what I Got to release, baby. Got to release. Right. Well, hey, this show is all about bringing the noise of Wall Street, breaking through that fog, helping you understand what's going on in the world today. You know, the old Where's Waldo? Or it says, where, they call it with Wall, my last name. They say, Where's Wally at? Well, you know, Where's Waldo of the financial world, Randy? And we want to we want to break through that each and every show and give some things that you as the listener can walk away and say that was valuable, not just listening to a bunch of noise. Well, I think anybody who watches any financial news, they come away with probably more questions than they do anything. And I think that's why people, they're out there, they're hungry for knowledge. They're hungry for some direction that actually applies to their life. Well, you got a great clip that I wanted to play because I think, you know, what happens is if you're out there and you you listen, you know, whether you go to CNBC or Fox Business or CNN or Bloomberg or wherever it is. And um, I know, Randy, uh, you love watching all those, right? Oh, I am tuned in. I got four TVs going at the same. No, forget it. (laughs) I do watch. Absolutely, I do watch because I'm interested. I'm interested in my money. You were watching me, weren't you? Well, I absolutely I watch you because you've done that whole circuit for like what six years. And yeah. You were on some of those networks, and and you made comment about that. I mean, that's that's natural for a financial advisor to do that. Well, you know, I just felt like it was my civic duty to share <laughs> thought and insight. And here's what a lot of times you got a clip pulled up. I love this. Our producers got this pulled up. And we're going to play this for you. This is a lot of times what you hear. Now, this isn't financial information, but this is kind of what it sounds like when you hear these shows. Play that. Okay, you and travel plans. I need to be in New York on Monday, LA on Tuesday, New York on Wednesday, LA on Thursday, New York on Friday. Got it. So you want to work here? What really makes you think you deserve a job? Well, yeah. sir, I think I might be. I'm going to figure and have a sharp mind. Excellent. Can you start on Monday? PD did a bang-up job. I'm putting you in charge of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I know it's perfect, Peter. That's why I picked Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's perfect, Peter. May I call you Pete? Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, John Moshita, and you yeah. remember him from the Federal Express commercials. He was the fast talker, and that those wow. were classic commercials. Now, is that the guy that also did micro, or is it micro machines? I don't know. Or don't something like that. It was a little like these little cars. I can't remember. But anyways, you know, when you listen to the, this, this financial, uh, I call it financial noise, because really, let's, let's be honest, as you're listening to this show, what is the national media? What is CNBC? What is Fox? What is Bloomberg? What is Wall Street Journal? USA Today? Whatever it may be. I want to ask you this question, and I want you to think about this as you're listening to this. How do they make money? Selling you commercials. <laughs> That's it. That's how they profit. Yep. So if they don't have people that will buy a commercial on their show, yep. on their network, they do not make money. That's really important for you to think about. So their, their goal isn't necessarily to provide comment or insight that will add value directly to your life. Although some of it may and does from time to time. But that's not the number one goal. Their number one goal, if you talk to any media person, their number one goal at that network is to increase viewership. Because as they increase viewership, it's the old law of supply and demand. They have the ability now to charge more for their media time. 
Now, there's nothing wrong with advertising. Obviously, that's one of the great ways to find out about products and services. But it's important when you look at the national media and news, whether it's Kiplinger's or whether it's, you know, a subscription to the journal or whether it's whatever it may be, that's what their goal is. Now, obviously, some things that they charge for subscription, you know, they make money that way. But then if you flip open a magazine, if you've ever gotten a, a copy of Kiplinger's or even Forbes or anything else, you'll notice that there are advertisements in there. And that's how they pay for the product. So what we wanted to do in this show is really in an organic way, because this show is powered by our companies, Wall Private Wealth and Wall Wealth Management. I love just doing shows in general. Yes, we help families with their wealth. Yes, that's what we do on that side. Have been doing it for a long time. But I left the media scene, Randy, after six years. I got tired of it. Well, you think about that. I mean, in the news world, you know when it's ratings time, because that's when all the outrageous investigative reporter happens. And, and if it bleeds, it leads you. You see more fires, you see more tragedy and that kind of thing. And that all that stuff, they push that right to the beginning there. And that it draws people in. Financially speaking, they're doing the same thing. They love it when the market goes down a thousand points. That makes people tune in. And they're going to make it sound like the end of the world to keep you hooked. Of course. And, and you've had a lot of experience in sure. being one of the top radio guys in Atlanta, the Atlanta market for a long time. Yeah. When do you and think you we give away money? During the ratings. It, Absolutely. Yeah. That's what <laughs> exactly. they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So that's important. And I wanted to just cover that as you're listening to this show to help you. I mean, most of you out there probably already, you already know that. But what happens is, is you just get so, you can kind of get focused on just like, well, I heard this, I heard this, I heard this, I heard this. And it's like anything else. If you repeat it enough times, it becomes believable, mm-hmm. whether it's truth or not. And, you know, I know, Randy, you're sitting there. It's like you're on you're on the tee telling yourself, I'm going to hit it 350 yards. I'm going to hit it 350 yards. I'm going to hit it 350 yards. And it goes straight it sideways three, 350 yards. And you don't hit it 350 yards. That's right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so maybe you have that problem. All right. Well, let's talk about global slowdown fears a little bit. You know, Randy, this is something that is important. You know, you hear a lot of noise out there. So in this show... As you're listening, we want to be saying, hey, ding, hey, ding, 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 ding. We're going to we're going to have a little fact check time. Give you some meat. Give you some uh, maybe if you're maybe you're a meat eater, maybe you're not something that you can chew on and say, OK, this is really what's happening. Help you kind of navigate through the ebb and flow waves of the we'll call it the median noise. So I know, Randy, you teed up. You got a couple points you want to share or one or two you want to share beyond your 350-yard drives on the golf course. So <laughs> well, tell us what you got. I know that we've talked extensively about what happened in the market in the last quarter of last year and how much money was lost. And there's, uh, there's one organization here, ET Intelligence Group, that says they estimate $13 trillion vanished from equities worldwide in 2018, $13 trillion. I think that yeah. we said that regular, uh, the, the average person, about $18,000 was lost out of their 401k just in the last quarter of last year. That adds up incredibly across the globe. Well, so. it's, it's listen, it's massive, okay? And don't miss this. Don't miss this. $13 trillion vanished. What does that mean? It, it's not like it's just somebody waved a wand and it disappeared. The reason it vanished is because of market volatility. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's in a situation like, okay, well, the markets kind of are, are bouncing back a little bit here in January. And the reality of it is, again, we're going to the fact check mode. The reality of it is they're not. I mean, there's still a long way to go to get back to market all-time highs. 
That's important. That's why I did those videos, uh, you know, starting in September, October of last year, talking about the dead cat bounce and then continuing to do video along the way. little side note. As you're listening to this, you're like, what videos are you talking about? Well, I put out videos uh, on a a pretty regular basis, typically monthly at least, called Moments with Michael, where I share thought and comment and insight on uh, ways to help invest well. If you want to get that, just go ahead and head over to leanonthewall.com. Again, Lean on the Wall. It's kind of a hub where we have collective information for a bunch of companies. And then scroll down, you'll see a request review, et cetera. Just click on that and just say moments with Michael in the subject line. I'd like to get that. And they'll put you on unless you get those videos. But anyways, I was talking about that. And that's important, Randy. So $13 trillion vanished in 2018. Big, big deal. Markets are not fully recovering. And what's interesting is... You know, the confidence among U.S. multimillionaires, not millionaires, but multimillionaires and affluent investors in general has plunged to lows really that we haven't seen since 2013. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when you look at that, cash investing was the only category of asset class that climbed in popularity in December. In other words, people are going to cash. They're moving on the sideline. And there's another thought here, again, going going along the lines of facts as we're looking at what's happening and we're talking about the potential global slowdown fears, well, you know, we know that China, the China data, if you look at what's happening with the Chinese economy, the data reinforces a global slowdown and the fears of a global slowdown. And, and you may say, well, what, what, is that, what does that actually look like? Well, you know, in China, their, their GDP, so when you hear of GDP for a country, that's gross domestic product. That is, when you look at countries, uh, you need to be looking at countries almost like as, as if they are a massive company. So when you think of a country, think of that country as a massive company. And that company is designed, you know, obviously to create a variety of types of product and hopefully overall make profit. And as that, that profit happens, you know, the company grows. Well, with a, with a country... They work on the parameter of a GDP, gross domestic product. And what's interesting is China, in 2018, their GDP rose 6.6%. Now, you might say, well, that, geez, that's pretty good. It rose 6.6%. Our GDP doesn't rise that high. You know, that's, that's, that's really, really good, isn't it? Well, what's interesting is that 6.6% for China in 2018 is actually the slowest annual pace that China has grown since 1990. Mm. Now that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And one of the biggest slowdowns happened last quarter, the last quarter of 2018. So China is literally growing in 2018 at the slowest rate that it has grown since 2018. And obviously there's a lot of other worries and concerns there about currency manipulation and all of that. But this is a big deal. And I know, Randy, that's causing you to say, uh, you know, maybe I'm going to change my uh, white ball in the golf course to an, a yellow one so I can save, you know, save a little bit of money. Well, I mean, that it brings up the $64,000 question. Sorry about the old. Is it only $64,000? It, it probably should be a why lot more Why can't it now? be like a $64 billion question? I think that probably why do we got to be, be there? Why, why do we got to be there? I need to update my game show references. You got to update what your game. I need to do. Yeah, but, come on. But here's the deal. You hear things like this. You were never on a game show, by the way. I never was. Yeah, yeah if thanks you, for radio. If you hear things like this, like all of this money is going to cash. It's the number one asset in the month of December. If you hear that all of this money has vanished from the market and you hear that the the wealthy are losing confidence. So you see a, a story like that and then you say to yourself, A, 
is this just rubbish? Is this just another market timing story that I shouldn't pay attention to? Or B, are there real solid facts out there that make me say I should be pulling back my risk a little bit? I mean, do I react to these stories? That's the big question. Well, first off, you never want to react. Secondly, you talked about rubbish. You know, our garbage goes out every Tuesday and Friday morning, okay? So we like to make sure we get the rubbish out on a weekly basis Otherwise to keep our situation smell. clean. Yes, it does. Yeah, you don't want, yeah. it, to, you don't want it to smell, okay? Yeah. But when it comes to facts and figures, I just gave you a big one. Yeah, the, I mean, the, listen, the China. We, yeah. yeah, I mean, since 1990, that, that is a big deal. You know, $13 trillion lost in markets last year. That's globally. We, we no longer live in a domestic-only market. Even when I was in, in the markets and in, in commentary, CNBC, Fox, Bloomberg, all that stuff we talked about, that was like from, you know, the end of 2010-ish to almost 2016. And, and in those years, you know, we were still in a place where, you know, we talked about America, focused on America. Uh, we talked about international markets. We talked about, you know, the BRIC countries and, and all of these other things, Brazil, Russia, India, China. But when you take a look at where markets and commentary was back in 1990, okay, so let's say China has a slow, has an, has an economy moving at a certain pace back in 1990 or 91 or 92 or 95 even, nobody really cared. I mean, not to be unkind to the Chinese, but nobody really cared. I mean, it's like the expansion team. If you've got an expansion team at the NFL, it's like, you know, nobody really cares. Okay, they're going to, it might, it's going to take them 15 years to get good. Mm-hmm. But if you talk about a team that's been around forever, then people care. You know, you got you got a fan base, you got emotion, you got rooted, you got people buying jerseys, you got all this other stuff. But China, you look back in the early 90s, nobody really cared what was happening because it was still a very much America, USA driven world. And it still is in a lot of ways today. I mean, we are still rightfully the largest economy in the country on the planet, but that is changing a lot. And with a lot of the trade wars, a lot of the things going on, I think there's a lot of healthy things happening from that aspect, but it is affecting people, and it's affecting people emotionally. And we take a look at China being with slowest growth 2018 since 1990. That is a massive fact because they are one of the biggest producers of product for the globe. Now, India is producing a lot of product now, and there's some other areas that are as well, but it is a big, big deal. And today, in 2019, we are a global traded market. If China sneezes big today, it affects us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. So, yeah, it's a big deal. $13 trillion vanished, and that's exactly why people are in a place where they're saying, you know, I'm going to walk to work instead of taking uh, the Uber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But overall, I mean, the, the, the lesson here then is that when you say things like we could be in for a, a decade of very, very slow growth, we could, if we lead the world and we're not doing as well as what we should be and China's not doing as well as it should be, these are things that you should be paying attention to within your money. Well, you have to, and and let's be honest. I mean, the growth of the American economy has been has been stellar, you know, since Trump's been in office. I mean, that's just the facts. Whether people love Trump or not, it's irrelevant. It has been, but the, but the concern is, is we are still in, you know, kind of at the peak or or dwindling at the peak of one of the longest bull runs in history, and the market is not going to go up forever. And when we see this kind of slowdown happening, one of the things that we don't want to do, and you said this a little bit earlier, Randy, is we don't want to react. You never want to react. You, you want to be proactive. Mm-hmm. You want to be proactive. 
it's like again we talked about golf a lot, but it'd be like it'd be like standing up on the tee box with a blindfold on and trying to hit your ball, and then you react to wherever the ball went. And you don't know. Yeah. Well, that's okay. stupid. Right. I mean, that's that's really dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody wants to play golf like that and uh, do some betting, and, and maybe I can win, some, I, I would love to do that. Okay. <laughs> or or blindfolded and ha- having one person tell you, "Oh, hit it here," or the other person say, "Hit it yeah. here," and the other person say, "Hit it here," and you don't know where to go, so you just hit it. Yeah. You, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're like you got all these people telling you where to hit the ball, and you're like, "I uh, hope I I hope it worked out okay." Right. But I'll just react to wherever it landed whenever I get there. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people do their investments, unfortunately. That's how a lot of advisors, financial people in this space, do their investments. Because they'd rather not dig and do the dirty work and really do the research and understand what is necessary to be proactive in the process. you got to be proactive in the process. And being proactive is standing there on the tee box, selecting the right club, understanding where the wind is going, understanding, uh, you know, say you got a caddy or you got a GPS system saying, okay, here's a safe shot. Here's a riskier shot. Here's the distance to carry this bunker. All of this data that you're taking in, now you can say, okay, I'm making a better decision when I'm actually hitting the ball and I'm trying to hit it in a certain particular parameter as opposed to standing up there, like we said, blindfolded. And then you got three or four people telling you, do this, do this, do this, do this. You make it sound so easy, Michael. It's not well, that easy. <laughs> it's, you know, listen, when you live down here in one of the golf capitals of the world, you have to uh, be in a situation where you got to understand. You got to talk a good game at least. <laughs> you got to at least talk a good game. And I get out on the golf course, I got a nice set of clubs, you know, so maybe it's part poser, part whatever. I don't know, but I have a good time while I'm doing it. All I'm saying is in the financial industry, you have to do that. And that's one of the reasons on the other side. And, our, you know, we're all about creating a proactive plan. And that's why when, quite honestly, Randy, for us at our firm, our team, you know, they were in a situation where they didn't really have or have any phone calls last fall, you know, with people calling in concerned about worries of the markets, markets down bar. We didn't have phone calls like that because we're preparing in advance. That's all I'm saying when it comes to this kind of stuff is you need to prepare in advance. That's the key. Have a plan. Have a plan. Have a plan. All right. So, hey, that is the InvestWell show for this show. We talked about a global market slowdown. Hope that was value to you. Listen, reach out to us on the show and uh, let us know what your thoughts and comments are. Feel free to leave a comment on your favorite podcast app, what you what you love about the show, what you're enjoying about the show, and obviously anything else you want to hear, reach out to the team as well. You can always find us at leanonthewall.com, investwellshow.com, always two spots where you can find us and connect with us. Until next time, here's to investing well so you can live well and have more fun and live with more purpose in life. See you next show. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please call 888-511-9255. Wall Private Wealth is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall. NPN Insurance License Number 7330010.